buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation, and as always, we have an awesome guest lined up for you today. Uh, Today's episode is with Donnie Bovon, and he has a podcast called Growth Mode. He's a very successful podcaster. He got his start knocking on doors after he got out of the military, wasn't sure what he was going to do, Um, got into sales kind of by accident. Uh, His story is very interesting how he got some success uh, in that role. Uh, And then he moved up in sales and eventually uh, had a a long stint at Sandler Training where he did a lot of great work. And now he's a success coach and has several successful ventures. So really hope you enjoy the learning lessons that we pulled out of Donnie's story today in today's episode. Donnie, welcome to Sales Transformation. Hey, thanks, brother. I'm excited to be here. I love hanging out with you. Every time you do and I talk, we seem to have a fun conversation. And we usually end up geeking out about podcasting just because... You know, when you're into it as much as we are, I mean, you can't help but talk about all the new whiz bangs and gadgets and gizmos. So I know, and there's just too damn many to keep track oh, of, for right? Sure, for sure. Uh, feels like, like there's like, a new like, podcasting tech something every other day. Uh, and you know, uh, the one thing that is wearing me out, and then we can talk about whatever, is is yeah. the the number of places that are trying to become a directory. Um, that wants you to put their podcast on there. And I'm like, look, man, I've already got to tell them that they can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Google, you know, wherever it is. You know, I'm not going to send them to whatever your next thing is. Um, You know, I'm not, you guys go do the heavy lifting there. I'm I'm doing mine. And if they really were smart, they could figure it out on their own. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Without asking you. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so let's, let's just start with your story. So after the Marine Corps, you're kind of like, what the heck do I do next? And why, you know, why sales? Well, you know, it's funny. And I love telling people how I got into sales. So when, when, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was lucky enough to have a job with my best friend and his old man. Um, and I was the grunt, right? So I was a guy climbing under the houses, up in the attics in Texas, miserable, Mm. And I was getting ready to quit because I hated it. And wow. so technically my first role out of the Marine Corps was to be this grunt for this heating and air conditioning company. And <laughs> Jerry, the guy who owned the place, man, he could see me coming as soon as I got out of the truck. He's like, oh, you're going to quit, aren't you? I'm like, damn right, I'm going to quit. I'm done with this. He goes, hold on. Before you quit, I want you to try something for me. I'm like, all right, what am I trying? Uh, he goes, you're going to try sales. I'm like, what the hell is sales? 
He goes, I'm going to hand you a stack of brochures. I'm going to drop you off in a neighborhood and you're going to go knock on doors. I said, okay, then what? He goes, well, if they let us come in, look at their unit and we sell something, then I'll pay you a commission. I'm hmm. like, I don't have to climb in attics or under houses and shit. He goes, no. I'm like, cool, fuck it. I'm in. I'll try that. And he goes, and I, he goes, but I'm not paying you unless we sell. Something. I'm like, I don't care. You know, mm. at the time I was living with a buddy. I had no real bills or anything, you know, so I had nothing to freaking lose. So I went yeah. door knocking. My first funny sale and how I figured out how to door knock sale is I knock uh. on this lady's house and, and she opens the door and I go, ma'am, I'm sorry. I know I'm a door-to-door sales guy. Forgive me for that. But I didn't pack any water today. Can I just get a glass of water? It's hot as hell out here. She goes, oh, honey, come on in. So she brings me in her house, and she gives me a glass of water. She goes, okay, well, you're in my house. You might as well tell me what you do. And I walk her through. She goes, oh, well, tell your boss to come by. So Jerry comes (laughs) over, and we ended up working on our unit, and I made a few bucks. Dude, every house afterwards... (laughs) I knock on the door and go, man, I forgot to pack water in my truck. <laughs> Can I get a uh, glass of water? And then every other one, you're like, hey, you know, I drank a ton Can of water. I pee? Can I use <laughs> your toilet? <laughs> um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of piss breaks during that point. But, but, but yeah, I mean, literally on a f- complete fluke, um, I learned that if wow. you just become a human, you, you can sell. Um, yeah. Um, so. People, people like helping people and they're like, you know, man, this poor kid, he's, out here, you know, busting his butt, you know, yeah, sure. Come on in. I'll give you some water. Yep. I don't know if people are that nice these days. They'd probably be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be right. You might be right. But maybe yeah. it depends. I mean, I, I think in general, people are good people, man. I mean, um, I, I think we as a society have painted people as assholes. When in truth, I mean, if you turn off the social, you turn off the media, you turn off the noise, and you sit down and have a cocktail with somebody, they're usually generally good people. You just got to get past all the fluff and the BS that they're showing to the world. Well, I think the key there is you said you have a cocktail, right? Well, for sure. I mean, everything's better with a freaking rum. So, <laughs> uh, All right. So how long did you do that door knocking? How, I mean... I mean, so, going I mean, around I drinking spent, glasses of water and getting paid. <laughs> you know, I, I spent 20 years in straight commission sales. Um, wow. So, so I did, went from HVAC. I did that for two years. We grew that company from about a $300,000 company to a $3 million company. Um, and then I was recruited up to St. Louis and I sold pharmacies um, to pharmacy students, part of a franchise sales team there. Um, we grew that company tremendously. I got corporate downsized and a big, massive buyout by Cardinal Health. Came home, bartended for a couple of years, got hired out from behind the bar to go sell commercial printing um, for, a, for an organization. Cool, fun time. That's where I tell everybody I really grew up in sales. Um, and then from commercial printing, I found myself working for an organization called Sandler Training. And became a ultimately a sales trainer and picked a partner in the firm before I jumped out and launched my own companies. Wow! Wow! Okay, so even when you tried to get out of sales, you got dragged right. Yeah, back I got into dragged it. right back in. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I guess bartending's even sales a little bit too, right? I mean, you got. Well, I mean, look, nobody raised their hand as a kid and said, "I can't wait to be a sales guy." Definitely you know? not. So, you know, for for me and a lot of other people, we kind of fell into sales. Um, some people spend 40 years in it and never get good at it. 
Um, some people, you know, find a knack and a talent into it. And, you know, I just screwed up enough shit that I finally figured out how to sell and, you know, got good at it and then found later on that I was really good at selling and teaching it. So it just has followed me everywhere I went. What, what, what was your experience, uh, coaching and teaching over at Sandler? So when I first went to work for Sandler, I didn't want to be a trainer. Um, and I remember the, the original interview, Scott, who was my business partner later became my business partner there. Um, he looked at me and goes, look, I don't need a sales trainer. I need a sales guy. I'm like, good. Cause I don't want to freaking train. <laughs> I just want to go sell. Um, it was about two years into that experience when he, he pulled me aside and goes, look, if you want to make more money, you're going to have to start training because I'm at capacity. Yeah. Um, I can't handle any more training. So that's how I became a trainer. Um, I remember my first room I ever tried to coach and teach in, you know, uh, I'm up in front of the room. I got basically a canned presentation and a speech I'm supposed to give. I get like 30 minutes into this hour speech and I completely freaked the fuck out. Luckily, my business partner was in there. Scott was in there. And I'm like, and Scott's going to take the rest from here. And I just walked out because <laughs> I was so mentally freaking the fuck out um, um, that I, I didn't know what was up. And then, you know, I figured it out and had a lot of fun with it later. But, yeah, my first speech, I literally just left the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's teaching is a lot different than than just selling, you know. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there's a lot of things. You got to be quick on your feet. You know, you've got to be humble enough to know that, especially in the sales game, I was teaching a lot of motherfuckers that were damn good salespeople. You know, they were were strong, confident. So you you had to go toe-to-toe a little bit and have the humility to let them teach you the way they do things and then change it up, guide and coach. So there's a lot to it. And, you know, it, it got not to mention just managing all the different personality types and, you know, different ways of learning. And, you know, um, it's, it's a struggle for a lot of successful salespeople that, that get into like managing, uh, or teaching or coaching. And they think, you know, Hey, I'm great at sales. I'll be great at teaching people, you know, sales. And it's not always the case. Um, because it's a whole different ball game. And, uh, and, you know, like you said, being able to be humble enough uh, and be able to, you know, manage those different types of personalities and and. Um, well, and I like, think there's just a lot of people that are coaches and trainers and everything that fall down the path of I couldn't do. So I might as well teach. And I was lucky enough to grow up in, a, in the training environment that I couldn't teach unless I sold. Mm. You know, so so if I wasn't out actively selling and keeping my skills sharp, there was nobody to teach. Yeah. You know, my business partner, I mean, he, he wasn't going to give me his clients. You know, right. Those were his clients. So I had to to go find my own clients so I could actually coach and train. And the fun thing about that is you're teaching real stuff in a real moment. Yeah. So there'd be oftentimes I'd have a CEO in a classroom. I'm like, remember our original cold call? When I said X, he's mm-hmm. like, ah, I get it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it became real teaching moments, which was um, uh, a lot of fun and led to a lot more in-depth conversations. But I was also the crazy enough guy that I would call up companies 
and I'd say, hey, I bet your sales team is struggling with cold calls. And the sales manager would always be like, absolutely. I said, well, mm. why don't we do this? Why don't you invite me in? I'll come teach a cold call class. And then I will spend 30 minutes doing live dials in front of the room so they can see everything that I'm teaching put in play. And the sales manager would be like, wait, you're going to do live cold calls in front of my people? I got to see this. Yeah. So they pay me to come in. And then I would teach for 30 minutes. And then I would literally prospect for myself calling other people to do sales training for in front of a room full of other salespeople. So I was getting paid to prospect. It was brilliant. I love doing it. I love it. it. It's <laughs> almost, it's almost uh, not too far off from the like, hey, can I come in for a drink of water? Right. <laughs> yeah. I never I mean, thought about that. You're right. You know, You're it's right. like, well... Donnie's already here. I mean, tell us more about how you can help us now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was a, 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 to watch people's expressions, though, when I would stand in front of a room and put a phone on speakerphone, their eyes would get this big. Couldn't believe that I was standing there fixing to make cold calls. And, you know, for me, it it allowed me to prove that I knew what the hell I was talking about, that I wasn't just yeah. making shit up. Um, and... Um, I got a lot more respect from your Mustangs inside it because every sales team's got that one Mustang that's out front just crushing everybody else. And it's usually uncoachable, right? Because yeah. they're like, nah, this is just how I do my thing. But that usually got them to go, all right, maybe I can learn a thing or two from this guy. Yeah, there, there's so many good things in this too that I love because uh, number one, right? So your experience there at Sandler is like, okay, you can't coach people unless you can sell people. So you got to yeah. keep your act sharp and keep selling. I, I, I know there's some leaders that, that lead that way, but there's not a ton. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it's, I think it's a really important learning lesson because that's the way I've always taught people is like, Hey, I'll get in the trenches with you. If we're going to test something new, I'll be right there doing it with you. It may or may not work. I don't know. I, you know, coming from a place of like, you know, really leading by example as a sales leader is less common than, than you would think. Um, and I think there's more leaders that need to roll their sleeves up. Um, so I, I love that part about it. Um, and then I love the piece here where you're talking about going in there and doing cold calling because so many people are, you know, scared or hold back what they do. They try to sell people on an idea and more like telling them, trade, yeah. right. Rather than showing them like, Hey, the best way, you know, uh, what we do here, you know, just I'll give you an example. You know, at SalesCast, we manage podcasts, right? That's what we do. We manage almost 40 shows. And if I get on a call with somebody, I'm not holding anything back. Right. I'm going to tell them every single thing that I think that they can benefit from to let them make a decision. And what happens in most cases is you front loaded with so much value that they're like, you know, this is clearly who I want to work with. And it's, it's, a, it's a way to show them and not just tell them um, and, and actually sell more without actually selling. <laughs> oh, dude, I so love this because I tell everybody, I'm like, look, man, sales is just a conversation, right? When you sit across from somebody, you need to pour so much into them yeah. that even if you decide not to do business, they walking away from that conversation going, holy hell, that was one of the best conversations I've ever had. Yeah. And, and I mean, for me, I don't care where I'm at. Every conversation is a sales conversation. It's yeah. never going to feel like a sales conversation because 
I'm just going to tell you everything that I think your company needs to be doing or you as an individual need to be doing. And the after effects of that is just awesome because people become your champion. And I've had clients that have told me no um, uh, or prospects that have told me no and immediately introduced me to somebody else that would be somebody that I should be talking to. Yeah. Know, which is awesome because when you're authentically upfront and you just lay everything out, then you're not playing games. So they're not playing games and you have some great conversations. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree with that. One thing that I want to make sure people don't get mixed up, right? So yeah, you want to front load with value and, and not hold back anything, but make sure you're not doing all the talking, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Sure. The, the best people, you know, I don't, I don't want people to think like, Hey, this is a, this is a green light to, to just yap at people and never shut up. Cause that's for not sure. what we're saying here. Um, the best people in sales. And I think you'll agree, Donnie, they, they listen more than they speak. Yeah. Um, I, I think what the greatest asset for any salesperson is the ability to ask the right questions. Yeah. Because if you ask the right questions, you have no choice but to shut up and listen. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's amazing. All right. So I want to, I want to kind of take a little bit of a U-turn here and uh, get a little bit back to your story. Right. So, okay. so we kind of, you know, we're left off at sort of your experience there at Sandler and, and we kind of nerded out on some sales stuff there. Um, but then, you know, part of the, the bio that I didn't read uh, was you know, at, I think around 40, you kind of decided like, Hey, I've been doing all of these great things, um, for other people. And, and now it's kind of start time to do something of my own. Let's, let's dig into that. Yeah. So, um, I picked up partner inside of my Sandler, tr uh, trading franchise and really my retirement plan was going to be to be a Sandler trainer. I thought that was going to be the end game. And during that time I had this epiphany that man, my entire life was being somebody else's retirement plan. And um, I, I had this conversation with myself that it was either time to get in the game or stop dreaming, you know, turn off. So either get content with life mm -hmm. or start living. And so I jumped out and launched success champions, man. And I was listening to guys like Gary V and, you know, I was listening to uh, Jen Sincero and her books and, you know, everybody made it sound like it was really easy to be a business owner. So I jumped out and really thinking that, you know, I'm a sales guy that's pretty good at it. You know, I've had a great run. Running a business can't be that hard. Um, let's go. Well, six months into running that business, I stood in the back porch of my farm, looked at my wife and said, babe, we're about to fucking lose everything we have. Wow. Um, I had no clue how to be a business, business owner. Man. I mean, for me, a CEO of a company was never seen. You know, they were kind of the Wizard of Oz guys behind the curtains um, because they were doing planning and strategy and operations. So I got caught up somewhere between operations and doing and not selling. And what uh, I think ultimately my my to add on to that, I was also under a non-compete from Sandler. So I couldn't talk about sales, sales training, sales management, the only thing I knew. So, you know, I came out originally as a success coach. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know what the fuck a success coach is, but that's what <laughs> I, I, I love that. 
<laughs> I freaking love that. Um, uh, and then, you know, I found podcasting. In, my, my, I was given a speech in front of a large uh, auditorium of people, about 400 people in the audience. And uh, you didn't run away I, halfway through that one, did you? No, by this time I, I'd <laughs> done right. thousands of speeches. Uh, you know, it, um, th- there's still times though that oh, that little voice in the back of your head goes, "Man, they're all looking at you." Um, but uh, uh, no, I, I, I walked off stage and I'm I'm trying to catch my breath before I go out in the crowd because you always got to work the room when you're done speaking. And this guy walks up to me and he goes, hey, um, I love your story and your energy. I'd love for you to come tell your story on my podcast. And I said, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> you know, this was April of 2018. And he laughed and he said, it's like news talk radio. You know, you need to get on there and you talk. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Um, yeah. Well, I went on his podcast and the show aired two days later. And one of his listeners reached out and became a client of mine. And I went, whoa, you can go on podcasts and get clients? Hold my beer and watch this shit. Dude, I started getting on every podcast I could find. I think um, I had an admin go look it up one point. I did 67 shows in the next 30 days from that moment um, that I was interviewed on. And uh, that started me down. I launched my first podcast, Success Champions, in May of 2018. Wow. So interesting. I, I would imagine it was a little easier getting booked on shows then because every single podcast wasn't getting hit up by every single person. Yeah, uh, I, I've got a show right now, like Growth Mode. Growth Mode. We do not bring guests on that show. Yeah. And I still get these motherfuckers reaching out. Hey, you know, I'd love to bring so-and-so on your show as a guest. And I'm like, go do your homework. We don't yeah. do guests on the show. Yeah. Uh, and I, at first I was being really nice and trying to be empathetic, but now it's just getting annoying. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And that's a new uh, show. Like you just started that right. show. When did that show start? When did growth? We started start? it in May. Um, so we launched it in May. Um, we're up to almost 50 shows now. Um, wow. so I think we just launched 48 today. Okay. Um, so you started that in May last year, May of this year, May of this year. How many episodes are you doing? Uh, two a week. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, new episode comes out every Wednesday and Saturday. And we did that on advice from a major podcast guy um, because uh, or excuse me, major YouTube guy, um, because we wanted to produce a YouTube channel, you know, in, in same time we were doing the podcast. So um, yeah. we tell everybody we leave with video and then finish with the podcast and blogs and all the, the whole. Yeah, system. that's the thing I love. I, I know. Our listeners are probably like, oh gosh, here he goes again. But that is the one thing I love about podcasting. The single activity, you can do and so much. Tons of content, man. You know? yep. There's there's the old school podcasters that like, that's not a podcast if you're doing video. And it's like, get, get out of here. Get with the times, Yo. man. <laughs> right. Yeah, Podcasting is whatever the heck I want it to be. Exactly right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, well, my, my funny response is, okay, if podcasting is not video, go tell that to Joe Rogan, would you please? Yeah. You know, because Joe, the reason his show took off so well wasn't because of podcasting, it was because of videos and people realized, oh shit, they could listen to the audio version of it as well. Right. So, right. Yeah. You know. I love that. I'm going to have to save that one. <laughs> That'll piss some people off, I'm sure. Oh, well, I mean, uh, but you got to give the guy props. I mean, yeah, he did the $100 million deal and contract and, and, and all that, but he, he, he legitimately put in 10 years. 
of fucking hard, badass work. I know. Interviewing fucking the knuckle dragon, beat the shit out of each other UFC fighters, and you know the guy put in his time. I'm, I'm extremely proud of how that all worked out for him. Yeah, now everybody who starts a show wants to be Joe Rogan tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, you hear it all the time. So when I first got into podcasting, everybody wanted to be Guy Raz, right? You know, and and how I built this. And you talk to people and like, I'm watching a how I built this style show. I'm like, well, why don't you want your own fucking style of show, you know? Um, And then Business Wars was a really big thing for the while. And, you know, now it's kind of back to Joe. Um, Unless you're, you're doing one of these serial style podcast where you're trying to do storytelling yeah but, yeah those are really high production i mean um and they drop those in like series you know yeah um yeah. which which is interesting but i mean i think i think the big one big misconception with podcasting is i think a lot of people think like i need to be this status this level or this particular thing like i need to be a coach i need to be an entrepreneur i need to be this to have a show and i think that's a load of crap like anybody can have a show it's not that difficult to get started um if you especially if you're in sales man like having a show is the best thing you could do for your social media your personal brand building high quality relationships 100 percent I mean, Dude, it's just. I'm, I'm going to give you the greatest example, and I, the, I've I've actually had the pleasure of flying around the country, speaking a lot about podcasting, and I even did a uh, a city tour in Ireland on it as well. And I always use this example when I talk about podcasting. Every financial advisor under the sun should launch a podcast. Yeah. The reason being because nobody wants to fucking talk to a financial advisor, right? <laughs> if you're at a networking event or something and a financial advisor walks up to you, you're like, fuck, here we go. I know. Or, you know, and so so what I tell all the financial advisors is you need to start a podcast that has nothing to do with finance. Yeah. You know, so I don't give start a podcast on fly fishing, right? Yeah. Whatever you geek out on, yeah, you know, start that podcast. Don't give a shit if anybody listens to it. Don't give a shit about the downloads. Don't give you 100% reach out to every CEO in town that has some sort of connection to fly fishing and say, hey, I'd love to interview you on my show about fly fishing. Yeah. It is the best freaking icebreaker business development tool in the world. Now, they might say, what the fuck's fly fishing? But sure, I'll come on. But (laughs) (laughs) it helps Uh, if they have an interest in it. So I'll tell you an interesting uh, thing here. Uh, One of our clients are financial advisors and they have a show and they're interviewing successful people. Period. That's it. Um, they're getting a kick out of it. They're having a ton of fun. They're fully committed. Now, the 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 only little hiccup with, and maybe it's a good thing with financial advisors is is they're very limited in what they can talk about, which is a good thing because then they can't talk about what they do. But it's your right. it's high quality networking. Something interesting happens on a podcast when you get people talking about themselves and you connect with them on a pretty deep level and you get to know interesting things about them that you would have never found out in any sort of, you know, local networking event or, you know, some phony fake, Hey, let's connect and, and support right. each other, you know, from, from conversation on a LinkedIn DM, uh, or whatever. It's like, you get to know people in, in a pretty deep level and connect with them and, and add value and invite them on your platform. It's, it's the best way you can add value and build high quality relationships. 100%, man. And, you know, what people don't also think about is the value in the pre-show conversation and the after-show conversation, 
there's so much bonding and rapport in that moment. Um, there's so much connection that happens at that point. I mean, it's it's really, really, really rad. And yeah. and when you truly connect with somebody like that, when you come back later and say, dude, let's go grab lunch or a cocktail, it's not a cold outreach at that point. No. You know, you, know, you guys are like, hey, let's talk further about, you know, the rodeo or fly fishing or whatever the fuck you're talking, leadership. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, what do you do? Sure, I'll move all my money over to you. See, You seem like right. a good guy. <laughs> In an ideal going, perfect world. Yeah, going back to the financial advisor example there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I go on a lot of shows myself, um, and I can't even tell you how many podcasters drop the ball on the relationship, you know, and I don't know if they've just never been taught the right way or they don't understand building relationships. I mean, well, I could I probably go back and, and even give them some feedback, but I'll tell you, here's what happens. Come on my show. So they're asking for something. Promote my show. When it goes live, okay. they're asking for something and you never freaking hear from them again. That's yep. it. Such a yep. huge missed opportunity. Well, and, and here's the thing. I think most people who launch podcast are doing it to become somebody, right? They, it, it, it's, it's like they want this celebrity type status or mm. something. And that's not the point of a podcast. I tell everybody, podcast puts a voice to my brand. Yeah. You know, because I can go talk like I talk to the people I want to talk to and tell any story that I want to freaking tell. And when you can just put that kind of information out there, you really build a trust factor with the people that are into yeah. your style of talking and the way you carry. And if you're out there to try and become a celebrity, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes too long, too much work and too much effort to hit that celebrity step. I mean, go back to Joe Rogan, 10 years, Gary mm -hmm. V. If you listen to him talk, it was 10 years before Gary V became somebody on social. Yeah. You know, most uh, people don't stick back. around that long. I mean, no. the, 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 there's a whole bunch of podcasts sitting in what I like to call the podcast graveyard where they never made it to episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a ton. Yeah. Um, I, I love telling people, go back and watch Gary Vee on Ellen. The very first time Gary Vee is on Ellen, he's trying to compare wine to like shoe leather. And the dude eats like shoe leather in the middle of a fucking Ellen show. I mean, and he looks nothing like Gary Vee, but other than this disheveled, you know, guy. Yeah, you know, granted, he's still on Ellen, right? Which uh, there's some some yeah. stuff there, but you know, most of us start out in one way and have the patience to play the long game. Yeah, yeah, and and I love what you said, right? Is having people on and and building that level of trust. I love that. That's exactly what we tell people is like the 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 process of building relationships through having people on your podcast. You know, the best way to describe it there is they're skipping the regular sales and marketing funnel that you're trying with everybody else and they're going straight into your trust funnel. Yep. 100%. I mean, and there's something different about calling up and saying, hey, Colin, man, it was so awesome having you on my podcast, dude. Let's grab a, a Zoom, let's grab a coffee, let's grab a cocktail. And you skip all the informal niceties of trying to connect with somebody and you've already are at this level of connection that just leads to a lot more in depth, cool conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, somehow I knew that we were going to talk about podcasting. 
<laughs> we were talking about podcasting before we hit record. Of right. course, we were going to end up finishing up talking about podcasting. Um, you got some really cool things you're working on. You've got some an awesome new podcast. Final thoughts. What do people need to know? How do they get into Donnie's world? Yeah, so the easiest thing for you guys to do, if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing from the Badass Business Summit to Growth Mode Podcast and all the networking groups and things that we're doing, just send the word SUCCESS to 817-318-6030. Text that over to you. I'll send you back all my information. There's a free course in there um, on sales and business development for you. But just text the word SUCCESS to 817-318-6030, and we'll send all the information over there. Or... On any social media platform, type in Donnie Bovine or Success Champions. All of our stuff will pop up. Come hang out. Um, and, and man, get after life. Life's too short to not go big. But as a, a thank you for to Colin, guys, if you got any value out of this show whatsoever, do me the biggest favor and share this show with a buddy that needs to hear what Colin's doing over here. I mean, it's fun conversations. He's a damn good host. But, but teach a buddy how to listen to this show because that's like walking up and giving them a virtual hug when you tell somebody else about a show. So, so help them out and teach somebody else how to tune into this thing. Awesome. Donnie's clearly a pro. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, if you enjoyed today's episode, write us a review, share with your friends. We're always listening for your feedback as well. Thanks again, Donnie. We will drop all those links as well as the number to text in the show notes for everyone to get access. Uh, and that is a wrap. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks, brother. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.